crown lifting hands. Bowing heart is all we've come to do. because this is the day you have made we shall rejoice and be glad in it great is your faithfulness unto us oh god we bow our heart before you our god thank you for your goodness thank you for your mercy thank you for your loving kindness we've gathered at your feet this morning oh god holy spirit you are the great teacher we thank you because you are going to teach us again None of us will return back the way we have came. We thank you because this service, Lord, the light of your word will invade our lives. They shall have a great understanding. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Amen. Shout the louder, amen. Amen. Shout the victorious, amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Now I want you to just tell your neighbor, at least three people say, welcome to service today. Make sure you find out how your friend is doing. So welcome to service today. It's great to see your face. It's a pleasure to see you. Welcome to service today. Glory be to God. Amen, amen. You may please be seated as kings and queens in the presence of God. Hallelujah. Now, We've just, we are in day seven of our fasting and prayer. And we thank the Lord for the testimonies and the wonderful things 
he has done and is doing and is going to be doing. I want to take, um, our, we want to present one of the testimonies to you on screen this morning um, that uh, someone shared uh, during the week of how God delivered him, okay, and answered his prayer during the Rise to Glory prayer. So media team, if you are ready with the testimony, I am good to go. You can go ahead and just... Good day, everyone. I want to share my testimony on how God saved me from a bike accident. So during the morning, a friend of mine shared the link of Rise to Glory to me on my WhatsApp. So I joined on YouTube and I remember very well that morning, Pastor was praying about accident. So I prayed towards the evening time when I was walking on the road, the bike that was at my front. I don't know whether it fit brake or something, so he was trying to gain balance. His arm was not balanced, so the bike was coming towards me. But as God have it, nothing happened to me, and the bike ran with the passenger. So they entered the gutter, and nothing happened to me. I was not injured. The bike didn't move, so I want to share my testimony. And please, please, I beg everyone out there to join right, right to do it. Amen. Put your hand together for Jesus. Say with me your testimony. My testimony is next in line. Say my testimony is next in line. So as we entered into day eight of our fasting and prayer, which is uh, on Monday, I want you to make sure that you are preparing yourself to join Rise to Glory by 6 a.m. And uh, the live um, prayer we also do on Facebook by 1 p.m., which is the breaking of fast steam prayer time by 1 p.m. One thing is certain, your testimony will show forth this season in the name of Jesus. Now, this morning I'm sharing on the subject, gaining momentum through fasting and prayer. Gaining momentum through fasting and prayer. Amen. Now, let's quickly define, or let me quickly define the word momentum. And I will give you about three definitions. Number one, momentum is the force that drives something forward to keep it moving. Momentum is the force that drives something forward in order to keep it moving. So, it's a force. And the aim of this force is it drives something forward so that it keeps on moving. Number two, momentum is the driving or advancing strength of a development or a cause. Now, the key word here is advancing strength. The strength for advancement. The driving force or advancing strength of a development or a cause. So, momentum gives advancing strength. So it's not only a force that drives something forward, it also acts as a strength for advancement. That's the basic difference. So the other one, it acts as a force that drives and it also becomes the inherent strength, all right, that causes advancement. The third meaning of momentum is capacity for further growth. Momentum is the capacity for further growth. So, Whichever level you found yourself, 
the force of momentum increases your capacity so that you experience further growth. I see you growing larger this season. I said, I see you growing larger this season. Now, so when I say gaining momentum through fasting and prayer, I am saying gaining capacity for further growth through fasting and prayer. I am saying gaining advancement as advancing through the strength of fasting and prayer. Advancing through the strength of fasting and prayer. And also, I am also saying that gaining, uh, uh, gaining the force that will push you forward through fasting and prayer. So, fasting and prayer can become for you the force that will push you forward. Fasting and prayer can become for you the strength for advancement. Fasting and prayer can give you the capacity to experience further growth. Is somebody with me? Now, what is fasting? Every Sunday I will keep defining it because some of you are joining for the very first time. And by the way, those of you who are joining us online, I also welcome you. I know that our online audience, you are there. And it's a good thing, especially on this rainy day that you are online too. So I want to put away every form of distraction and um, concentrate right now because there is no distance in the realm of the spirit. The Bible says he sent his word and his word healed them. So the word of God does not know distance. So as you are there, the same power of God's word is flowing to you. So honor your environment, create an environment or atmosphere of reverence as you are blessed. Amen. So fasting is abstinence from food and probably water. Now I use the word probably water because it's not every fast or every fasting you engage in that you abstain from water. For spiritual purposes, abstinent for food and probably water for a period of time for spiritual purposes. Now, let's look at some of the key words there. Jesus, Bible says in Luke chapter 4, that after he had fasted, he was hungry. But the Bible never said he was thirsty. So it's safe to assume that during that 40 days, he was drinking water. Then I will advise you, any fasting that is beyond three days, please take water. Please do what? Take water. Because your system needs water for rehydration. Water is not food. So you must learn to stay hydrated. In fact, I remember the last time my wife and I, we did about 21 days marathon fast. You see us oftentimes we take water and honey during that period. We engage with water and honey during that period because why? You need to stay hydrated as much as possible. I have known ministers, even pastors who have been hospitalized and some. In fact, I know a particular man of God after 40 days fast, he has not gained himself back because there are rules. There are rules governing fasting and prayer. So you don't fast recklessly. It's not punishing yourself that will make you gain the favor of God. We fast from favor, not to gain favor. Do you understand that? So you need to understand these rules. 
Now, the other part is for a period of time. For a period of time. Your fasting, when you are engaging in fast, you must decide on the period with which you want to fast. 40 days, 21 days, like the one we are doing now, is for three weeks. All right? It's for three weeks. It's for a period of time. You must get, you must decide on the duration of your fasting. Is somebody with me? Now, what is the purpose of fasting? What is the purpose of fasting? Now, the first one is fasting is a means of physically lowering oneself before God. A means of physically lowering oneself before God. In other words, fasting transforms you as an individual. It affects you as a person. The founder of the Methodist Church believes so much in fasting that if you are a minister or a pastor in the, in the Methodist Church, it's a must that you must fast at least once a week because it's a discipline that leads to personal transformation. Now, I love this first point because the first time we, we will read or we will hear of any account of fasting in the Bible was not for breakthrough, was not for um, other purpose but for personal transformation. And this was even when the Lord himself prescribed it. In the Old Testament, in the Pentateuch, so we have Matthew, as a Matthew, Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy. You will not see any direct recommendation of fasting there. But on one occasion there, the Lord recommends a fast once a year for the people of God. It's called the Day of Atonement. In Leviticus chapter 16, on that day, Amplified Bible, Leviticus chapter 16, verse 29, Amplified Bible, it says, And it shall be a status to you forever, that in the seventh month, nearly October, and it's amazing that we are also fasting in October, <laughs> October, on the tenth day of the month, you shall afflict yourself by fasting with penitence and humiliation. And do no work at all, either the native born or the stranger who dwells temporarily among you. So, on the day of atonement, today the Jew calls it uh, Yom Kippur. But they do it more than they do fasting now more than one day now. All right. God tells them that you ought to fast. Afflict yourself on that day. Because that is the day that the, is that season of atonement that the high priest enters into the holies of holies to make sacrifices for the sins of God's people. Amen. So God says to them, as you come repenting for all your wrongdoing, also afflict yourself with fasting. So fasting, helps in the area of personal transformation so it's not just about fasting for your needs or for other things which we are going to be mentioning know that when we fast one of the things that it does for us is personal transformation is somebody with me this morning the purpose of fasting number two spiritual discipline meant to help one focus on spiritual matters Spiritual discipline meant to help one focus on what? 
spiritual matters. In Luke chapter 3, the Bible says, God said to Jesus, This is my beloved son in whom I am well placed. But Luke chapter 4 verse 1, the Bible says, He was driven by the Spirit into the wilderness. And he fasted there for 40 days. Now you will be sure that Jesus was not asking because the Bible said that he was full of the Spirit. So he was not asking in during that fast for cars, for shoes. It was a, a fasting from his ministry assignment for spiritual matters. And no wonder the devil came to tempt him in order to derail him from fulfilling his ministry. In Acts chapter 13 verse 1, the Bible says, And now there were in the church that was at Antioch certain prophets and teachers, as Barnabas and Simeon, and was called Nijay and Lucius of Cyrene, and Manane, which had been brought up with Herod, the Tetrarch, and Saul. Verse 2. As they ministered to the Lord and fasted, the Holy Ghost says, Separate me, Barnabas and Saul, for the work whereunto I have called them. So you see this fast. Then verse 3 then says, And when they had fasted and prayed and laid their hands on them, they sent them away. So we fast for spiritual purposes. Because, you see, you must realize that there is more to this world than what we see. There are destinies that cannot be birthed unless in the place of fasting and prayer. Thank God for the current level you are now. But you see, capacity for growth is birthed in the place of fasting and prayer. Force for advancement is birthed in the place of prayer. Strength for advancement, force to, for movement, all can be birthed in the place of fasting and prayer. Now you realize that my definition says for spiritual purposes. Because right now, even doctors have started recommending fasting. So fasting can be for health purpose. But in the context where we are learning this morning, it's for what? Spiritual purpose. It's not for diet. So that is why you see, I kept emphasizing fasting and prayer. Fasting and prayer. Because when you take away the prayer part, you can assume that you are just fasting for health benefit because fasting comes with intense health benefits. It has wonderful health benefits. Amen. Is somebody with me? So you get to a point where you realize in your life you need, to, you need more strength to move on. You need advancement. You look at yourself and say, I am tired of the status quo. Lord, I want more. I want more. I want more. I want more. That is the season where you need to depend on the Lord in the place of fasting and prayer. I shared with you last Sunday. After about 10 years of as a computer technician, those days, you know, as in the 2000s, the computer village just started then. So we're one of the pioneers. And we've been there for quite a number of times. But it got to a point then, I just, that I just know it, that the way this place is going, things are not the way it's going to be. Because now we've trained so many young technicians and engineers in the, in the system. And now, a lot of them, the place kept expanding. 
So I knew that something has to change. I just, you see, there is a season in your life you will just see that there is, now something just has to change. You see, nobody may be telling you, it does not mean that you are in trouble, but that, that when that season of more comes, if you are spiritually sensitive, you will know it. You will know it. And a lot of time, people are not sensitive enough. Because, see, that is the season where your salary, you are, so, you are earning good salary, but you are not just okay. You, somebody will ask you, why are you not okay? You will know that. Are you not, if somebody will tell you, your, your current job is somebody else's prayer point, you will say, I know. It's not that I'm saying that I'm not grateful. But right now, you just know that you are no longer contented with just earning money. That is the season that something wants to change in your life. That is why you need to be spiritually sensitive. So for me, like I shared with you last week, I just knew it. I remember calling one of my friends. I said, computer village is going to change. So I see that in the next five years, all of us who are the lead, because we are the first generation of technicians in the place. You know, in our days, Windows, we, what we had was Windows 95. Then Windows 97, Windows 3.1. You know, those days you don't insert disk to a load operating system. Those days you use the, what we call DOS, disk operating system. You, you put in your diskette and you program the operating system and it has to come into the computer and the rest of the things. So what I said to him, I said, his name is Tunde. I said, Tunde, I feel wish something wants to change in computer village. Why don't we just begin to seek the face of God? Ah, because we're all making money. You see, those days, you know, Microsoft's Word, you install it separately. It was later we began to, competition was what made us to decentralize it. But then you install Word separately, you install Excel separately, you install PowerPoint separately, you install maybe CorelDRAW separately, you charge customers for it. So, you know, it was a good season. But I said to myself, I just felt something was changing. So I took out time. I remember going to a place of retreats. I was just fasting and praying. Lord, what should happen? Of course, it was also it, it not also a good enough season for me to then. So it was a good time for me to just see what was happening and say, let me wait upon the Lord. And you know then, like I shared with you last week, that was, a, you know, we have known about Apple computers. I've known everything about Apple and the operations. But you see then, Apple was not reigning because they were using their own processor. It was not Intel compatible. Intel is a form of processor that Windows uses. Then, you know, the Lord then began to lay to me in my heart. I saw the logo and said, this is the way to go. Well, you know, I was not trained in that field. So when the season of growth comes to your life, you may not know anything about that thing. But you see, when God reveals, it supplies the resources for you to accomplish it. Because you see, God will not set you on a course that you will fail. God will not set you on a course that you will be stranded. Because whatever God started, it doesn't have an abandoned project. It will always complete it. You see, that season of your life, the help you need will just find it. You see, because for me, the help I needed to transition in that season came. And the rest is history today. You know? Each time I looked at my CV, one of the pride I have is when I stand and say, I'm the first Apple certified technician in Nigeria. 
You know, because when I went for the certification, my friend were going for CC plus, CCNA, and um, A plus, and all that certification. But I, it was not useful then. It was not so useful. But the Lord positioned me in that industry for such a time as that. Listen to me. Even in the current state, whenever you hear gloom and doom, in the midst of the storm, the eagle, you know, knows how to spot, in um, science calls it the warm air. The air that causes the eagle to glide. So everybody, they are seeing storm. Eagle is looking out. What is the air? Where is the warm air? What is, is it? It's called thermal soaring. Thermal soaring, that is what it is called. Thermal soaring, you can Google for it. Thermal soaring, that is the air. That the eagle and most birds, especially when they realize that a season is about to change. So it's going to be winter here now. You haven't, haven't you seen that season where birds migrate en mass? How will they travel from Australia down to Africa? It's not by flapping their wings. They, 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 it is called thermal soaring. They, they look for the air. They, they, they are able to spot that warm air. And when they locate that air, you see the bird taking advantage of the air. And they can glide for several hours without having to flap their wings. Because the wind is aiding their movement. Listen to me. God, no matter the situation in Nigeria, there is still an advantage for you. God wants to, you see, you can take advantage of every situation. God will open your eyes to spot the opportunity. When others are crying, crying gloom and doom, you will say there is a lifting up. How do you contact it? One of the ways to provoke that thermal swearing in the realm of the spirit is in the place of fasting and prayer. Where you are just there, waiting upon the Lord. I will stand upon my watch, Habakkuk 2, and hear what he will say unto me. I will stand upon my watch. You see, if you don't have that season, you set yourself aside. Listen to me. You may miss your season. Birds that stay behind during winter, they die of hunger. They have no business dying, but because they were not wise enough to discern the season. That is why the Bible says, they that wait upon the Lord, they shall renew their strength. In this season, as you wait upon the Lord, I see God giving you direction. I see God showing you what to do. Where others cannot spot the opportunity, God will open your eyes to see the opportunity. Somebody shout a fire rise. Amen. Say with me, it's not over for me. Say, my best is yet to come. Number three, fasting is a means of connecting with supernatural deliverance. Fasting is a means of connecting with supernatural deliverance. In fact, this is one of the most common reasons why fasting takes place in the Bible. Different forms of deliverance. Deliverance from danger. Deliverance from the attack of the enemy. Deliverance from the enemy invasion. Different reasons. And one of the reasons is deliverance from humiliation or humiliating situations. In the book of Judges chapter 20, there's a story of a man in, from... Chapter, 20, chapter 19 first. Yeah, chapter 19 first. So the story begins from chapter 19. 
Then we move to chapter 20. So in chapter 19, this man's wife ran away from home. And when the wife ran away, after some four months, he went to his in-law's place to go and get the wife back. The in-law finally released the wife. They were happy that they reconciled. And they set back on their journey. But they, are, they could not get to their hometown on time. So they decided to stay in a place called Gibeah of the tribe of Benjamin. That night, a man took them in into his house to, to give them accommodation for that night. But not too long after they stayed there that night, there was a knock on the door. The men of the town had come asking that they want to sleep with the man himself. And, uh, you know, the man said, no, you can't do this. It's an abomination before the Lord. You cannot sleep with this man. I would rather give you my daughter and my concubine but, and the man's concubine. But we, will, we don't do that as children of God. So they agreed. So the, whilst they were still talking, the man pushed the, his own concubine house. And that night, the men of the city, they raped the woman, Judges 19. They raped the woman and the woman died. The next morning, the man took the body of the, his wife, put it on a donkey and traveled to his house. When he got to his house, he divided the woman into 12 pieces and sent the parts to every part of Israel. Every tribe, because there were 12 tribes in Israel. So every tribe that got, maybe the one that got the hand, the other one got the leg, you know, some of them might have gotten the head. It, I did, the Bible did not explain how he divided the woman into 12 pieces. But he did divide the woman into 12 pieces. Do you see that evil, knew, evil does not know generation? So, they asked the man, why have you done this abomination? Why have you done this evil thing? And the man explained what had taken place. And the entire tribe of Israel, the Bible said they became united. Judges 20. They became united. And they said, we must avenge this man. It's evil. So they sent emissaries to Gibeah. And they said to the elders of Gibeah, release the men that have done this abominable thing to this man. And we will not come to war with you. But the entire tribe of Benjamin gathered together 26,000 soldiers. You know, and they said, they call up their bluff. You can do nothing. Do your worst, they said. Now, I'm talking about fasting. When I studied that verse, I asked myself, what gave them the confidence? Later on, the Bible said that they had 700 left and dead soldiers. You see, when you read the, one of the first left-handed soldiers in the Bible that stood out was Ehud. His name was Ehud. And he was a skillful soldier. So in, 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 in the Bible, when you hear the Bible specifically mentioning the, the, the left-handedness of soldiers, oftentimes they were known to be highly skillful. So the highest elite forces of Israel was, was concentrated in that tribe of Gibeah. Then... That means also they started trusting in something else but God. They had confidence in other things but not the Lord. So eventually, the entire tribe of Israel, the remaining 11 tribe, gathered together. 
and said, we are going to fight you people in battle. The ones that gathered was 400,000 troops, soldiers. You can imagine, gathering to fight against 26,000. Now, they had the numerical advantage. The numerical strength was on their side. But you see, these other guys, they had something else that the Bible did not mention, which we can only propose and ask the Holy Spirit to help us to understand. Why did I say so? So before they went out, look at what is happening. In Judges 20 verse 18, they asked the Lord, how should, should we go? And which tribe should go first? And the Lord said to them, let the tribe of Judah go first. Of course, Judah is praised. They were so confident. They went out. If you are to mathematically compute the figure, it's a ratio of 15 to 1. 15 to one soldier of Benjamin. So they had the numerical strength. So you can imagine 15 people's soldiers surrounding one person. That was how serious. So they, they had so much confidence in, in their numbers and they are also Christian. They also believe in God. So they went out. But you know what shocked me? Even though God was the one that said go, that day they were defeated and 20,000 of them died. They were shocked, like some of us will be. Because some of us, it's not that we are not praying. It's not that maybe we are not seeking the face of the Lord. But sometimes we don't understand. You say, I'm tithing, I give my tithe, I give my offering, I'm a child of God, but Lord, why? You know, we don't have answers to everything. But on this occasion, they came back. They were shocked that they were defeated. And the Bible said this time around, they wept from morning till evening. They wept so. Again, they asked the Lord, should we go and engage these men? And the Lord again said to them, go. <laughs> and they went. Again, when they went, 18,000 were killed. 18,000 of them were slain. So they knew that no, there's got to be more. That is where the capacity for growth now steps in. They said to them, said, no, there is more. You see, a just man falls seven times, but he's on his feet again. This time around, they, they altered the formula. Do you know what they did? On this occasion, they prayed and they also fasted. Now, when they fasted, they asked God again, should we go and fight against our brethren? And the Lord said to them, now, look at it. Go. But there's another additional word. And I will deliver them into your hands. Do you know why that last part the deliverance part is so important. Because you see, sometimes, some of us, or in some situations, you have prayed. But what you are seeing is not what you want to see. Maybe you left the place of prayer too early. You didn't get the complete instruction. What they were asking was, go. 
But they were not asking, will you deliver them into your hand, our hands? They were not asking, will you deliver them into your hands? You see, when you fast, is, that is why fasting is called humbling yourself before the Lord. You are telling yourself, I, I, am, I am totally weak. Lord, I need you more than ever before. I need you. I am helpless without you. Man shall not live by bread alone. There are other things you can live by and one of them is fasting. This season, I see God giving you direction. I see the deliverance power of God showing forth in your life. In the name of Jesus. So, when God gave them victory, the victory was so sweet. Because the Bible said that 25,100 soldiers from the tribe of Benjamin out of the 26,000 were slain in one day. 25,100 were slain. Why? It was a season where God showed up for them. I pray for you in this season of fasting and prayer. As you wait upon the Lord, God is going to show up for you. God is going to show up for you. In the name of Jesus. Now, is this possible to fast and pray and not see results? Oh, the answer is capital yes. Yes. You can fast and pray and not see results. Because Isaiah 58, verse 3, it said, Why have we fasted, they say, and you did not see it? Why have we afflicted ourselves, and you take no knowledge of it? So it's possible to engage in fasting and prayer, and nothing happens. It's possible to engage in fasting and prayer, and no change is taking place. Is somebody with me? Is somebody with me? So how do we engage in effective fasting and prayer? Number one. Keys to effective fasting and prayer. Number one. Soak yourself in the word. What I call soak and speak the word. Let's just put it that way. Soak and speak or confess or profess the word of God. Luke chapter 4 verse 4. And Jesus answered him saying, it is written that man shall not live by bread alone. It is written. The word live there is the Greek word for enjoy life. You know what? You don't enjoy life by food alone. So man shall not live by bread, what? Alone. But what did he say? He said, it is written. So it simply means I can propose to you, sir, that when he was fasting, whilst he was there, he was also soaking in the word. He was soaking in the word. John chapter 1 verse 1 says, In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God, and the same was with God in the beginning. When you are spending time with the word, you are spending time with God. It's as when you are fasting, when you are praying, is in that season of your life, is a season that you need to spend more time in soaking in the word of God because it's a means of fellowshipping with God. Isaiah chapter 55 verse 11 then says, So shall my word be that I've gone forth out of my mouth. It shall not return void. But the key word there is gone forth out of my mouth. 
You see, you, you are not there following emotion. Emotion does not win case in court. You don't win case by emotion. So then you have to learn to speak the word. Imagine Jesus did not have the word in him. What will he say when the devil tempted him? He defeated the devil on that occasion by speaking the word. Season of fasting and prayer is the season of intensely soaking in and speaking the word. You have to wake up and speak the word. You are, you, maybe your own, for instance, is that you are fasting right now and you needed that, maybe fi fi you are financial breakthrough. And even if you don't know, you carry something like Psalm 23 and say, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. You see, as you keep speaking that word in the place of fasting and prayer, you see, the Holy Spirit is having something to work with. No matter how good your case is, if you don't know how to present it before a judge, even a good case can turn bad. Say, so come now, let us reason together. You cannot be fasting and not be soaking in the word of God. It's a spiritual exercise. The word of God is quick and sharper. It's life. Is somebody with me? So, you know, one of the things I love doing is that early in the morning after prayer, I, when I finish having my quiet time, I look for key words and I put them as an alarm. At strategic time, my alarm goes off and I see the word and I just chew the word, regurgitate it, meditate on it. Because the word of God is life. There is no shortcut to destiny. There is no shortcut to destiny. You must learn to pay the price. And one of the price is to meditate on the word. Soak in the word and release the word. The word must come out of your mouth. You are praying for one hour and you cannot quote one scripture. How can? How can your prayer be effective? Have you forgotten? You know, I love the case of the centurion servant. He said to Jesus, I am a man under authority. And I say unto one, go. He didn't say I wish. He said, I say unto one, go. And they go in. And unto another come. And they come in. Now what was he telling Jesus? He said you don't need to come to my house. All you need to do is send the word. You know Jesus said I have not seen such a faith in Israel. Because the man understood spiritual principles. Number one. He understood that Jesus was under authority. And number two. The man also knows that there are messengers in the spirits. That are just waiting to carry your words. Because he said, I say unto one. He was referring to a physical servant. But he said, Jesus, I know that even in the realm of the spirit, there are spiritual servants. There are forces that carries our word. And he was right. Because Psalm 103 verse 20 said, that angels wait upon the Lord to carry out his commandments. They wait upon him to carry out his commandments. Psalm 103 verse 20. So when you are there, and by the time you begin to release the word, that is how to engage the ministry of angels. Some of us, our angels are snoring right now. Oh, if at the last time I saw one, some, one of you, I, don't, I won't mention anybody's name, your angel has been sleeping. If I, maybe he has Tybermac now. Why? Because you don't engage your angels. You've been crying, you've been weeping, but you cannot stand to say, Tossier the Lord! 
I will leave. Thus saith the Lord. The path of the justice as a shining light. is shining brighter and brighter. In the name of Jesus. I stand on the authority of the word of God. Whatever is walking contrary to my brightness. You cannot stand. You cannot stand. Now you are engaging your angel. Tell your neighbor it's time to engage your angels. Oh, say your neighbor it's time to engage your angel. Number two. Key to effective fasting and prayer is clear your hearts. Clear your heart. I just use the word clear your heart, but I will expand on it. Psalm 24 verse 3 says, Who shall ascend into the hill of the Lord, or who shall stand in his holy place? He that hath a clean hand and a pure heart, who hath not lifted up his soul unto vanity, nor sworn deceitfully, he shall receive the blessing from the God of is salvation. This is the generation of them that seek you. They know how to seek God. That seek thy face, O Jacob. Then he then went on to say, lift up your heads, O ye gate. So you see, before he began to address the situation, he first addressed his hearts. He first addressed his heart. In the New Testament, Jesus was able, after he expanded on that word by saying that there are two ways to, to address the state of your heart. Number one, Matthew chapter 5, verse 23, the first part. Matthew 5, 23, Jesus said, Therefore, if thou bring thy gift to the altar, and there rememberest thou that thy brother art ought against thee, not you against your brother, but your brother against you, there are two things. The first part is that he said, you remember that your brother has something against you. Say, leave your gifts. Leave your gift and go and sort it out. Sometimes you have to pray for the Holy Spirit to help you with this one. You know, when we began our fasting, I think it was a Monday, as we were fasting, you know, I, I, this principle, I've come to understood it. Then the Holy Spirit just reminded me, there was one family relative I, and that, that woman used to send me birthday gifts, call me virtually every week. If there was anybody I needed to forget her birthday, it should not be that woman. But for whatever reason, I forgot her birthday. So when it happened, so I, the Lord said to me, this woman is having something against you. So I had, you know, she's an elderly woman in our family. So I had to send message. Hello, mommy. I'm so sorry for forgetting your birthday. If, if there is anybody I, could for, I should forget their birthday, it should not have been you. And I apologize. I first sent the message and I waited small. You see, I don't have anything against her. But I know because I just realized that she has not spoken to me for about three to four weeks. So something must be wrong. Somebody that normally calls you every week to just say, I pastor, help that draft for me, you know, that kind of pray for me. But not, I said, something must not be right. So, you know, then, so I called. I said, Mommy, hope you're not angry with me. He said, Ah, me, Ken. No. In other words, nothing. I said, I'll pray. But I said, Mommy, please, I will make it up for you. I said, I forgot your birthday. Hey, so you remember my birthday? He said, Yes, I, I remember. It just skipped my mind. Don't worry. I'm going to send your birthday gift. And I quickly made sure I made you. You know, when you see elderly people sometimes, they are very easy to bribe. Just know their favorite meal or whatever. But you know, I still I was able to sort it out. Because the accuser of the brethren knows how to use those things against us. The second way, the second group are the people you have something against. Look at it. Are you still with me? Mark 11 verse 25. This is the word of God. Mark 11 25. 
And when you stand praying, forgive. If you have ought against any. The other one was, if any have ought against you. Now he's talking to you that if you have anything ought against any, anyone, that your father also which is in heaven may forgive you. But if you do not forgive, neither will your father which is in heaven forgive your trespasses. In other words, your prayer will not be answered. So you must scan. You have to clear your heart. Clear your heart of such impurity. You cannot be waiting upon the Lord with the baggage of bitterness. Do you know what the Bible says about bitterness? He said, where there is bitterness and strife, there abided every evil work. Every form of evil will abide in that place. You know the word? Bitterness, strife, unforgiveness is a, is a direct conference you are having with the devil. Don't you realize that whenever you are having bitterness, whenever you are, you are having unforgiveness, there is a voice that speaks to you. Then before you know it, you can remember what happened in 1995, then you add it to the one that happened in 2008. Then, you see, that thing is called conference with the devil. You are having a, it will remind, the more you are remembering, ah, 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 the more your heart is pumping. No, no, let go. You know, one of the things that shaped my life was when it comes to matters like this, is to always remember the futility of life. Me? The Bible says, do you know the recommendation of the Bible? Do not carry anything, anger, bitterness, unforgiveness. He said, do not let the sun go down with it. But when the devil wants to catch us, it makes us lose reverence and honor for the word of God. So we don't bow. We exalt ourselves higher than the authority of the word of God. That was the temptation that the devil, no, the Lord delivered me from. I was a young Christian. You know, I, I was the church janitor in a, a particular place. And there was this man in a, in a church. You know, I, he too was a very dedicated member. We call him Brother B, Brother B, Brother B. So I forgot what really transpired, you know, between myself and him on that particular day. So he turned to an open altercation. It was a very big church. Turned to an open altercation. That he threatened me. He was even going to slap me. And you know, he would have been about 15 years, 20 years older than me. And as short as I was, I looked at him and I said, well, you know, oh, you know. When the devil wants to entrap you, it, gains advantage, it takes advantage of your emotions. So that night, thank God for a Christian friend I had. I go back home that night around 9 p.m. I explained everything that happened to my friend. And you know, we were, we were SU. Both of us were SU members. And one of the things, if, if you have grown up in the SU system, is that you realize that we do everything under the authority of the word of God. That's why I like SU. The word of God, it will tell me anytime you are saying chapter and verse, this thing you are doing, if you can show it in the Bible, no problem. If the word of God is not supporting it, it means that everything you are doing, hell, no more prayer. So, so my friend asked me, so you, want, you mean you want to sleep? I said, so, but the Bible said, the sun should not go down. But I said, it happened in the evening, so the sun had already gone down. You know, there is a way we try to justify. I said, the sun, so the sun needs to rise tomorrow. So then I will sort it out before the sun goes down tomorrow. But tonight, but thank God, my friend insisted that if God's word asks you to go a mile, you go the extra mile to show that you love the word of God. 
So that night, around after night, my we trek. You see, the church was a place at Sabo. They call that Sabo Yakoyo um, Ojodu area in Lagos here. Okay, and this was Oba, Omole, Oba, side of Oba. All right, no transport there. We trek that night. My friend made me trek from Oba back to Sabo, where the church. The house of that brother. By the time we got to that brother's house, it was around after 11 in the night or to 12. How did I know? Because his gates were, they, they've locked the gate, they've locked the door. So we break, we break the gate. Now we enter their premises. Then we went, they've locked their house. Everybody was fast asleep. So to really tell you how late it was. So we knocked on his window. So my friend answered, uh, Brother B, it's David. And eventually the man came out. Immediately he saw me, his anger well up again. And my friend has told me, don't argue. You see, it's not every time we say sorry because we are wrong. But we say sorry to gain peace as children of God. So he said, he said, John, you know what you do? Just begging. So I said, I'm not being, I'm not being. He said, ah, you, even my last born is older. You know, that was even the pain. Even the last born, our last born is older. I'm not being, I'm not You know, sad being. And finally, that night we sorted the thing out. We trekked again. Home. So we must have gotten back home around 1 a.m., 2 a.m. But thank God for a good friend. Beloved, I stand on this altar and I lie not. The next morning, when we got to church, the man was dead. He died the next day. I could not believe that that was the first in my life but it stayed with me that's why you will never hear me make something ah tomorrow because i've seen it happen physically i could not believe that my friend was just being used by the angel of god and what saved me was the authority of the word of god that i surrender to not my feelings not my feelings not my feelings you see there are times the devil knows you know some of us you know he, 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 like me you know it was capitalizing on my emotion when i stand i stand no. do you know how that story would have ended now i would not have been able to reference it if i did not go back that night if i did not go back that night so the season where you are waiting upon the lord is a season to declare that you are nothing Humble yourself, therefore, before the Lord, and He shall do what? Lift you up. Humble yourself before Him, and He will lift you up. So you have to clear all those baggage, unless your destiny is not what it before you. But if your destiny is what, some of even if it's your father, you have something against your father. You know, I used to say to you, God did not say honor your father who treated your mother well. God did not say honor your father who never divorced your mother. God never gave any condition to it. So even if one prophet have said your father is a witch and your mother, your mother is a witch and your father is a wizard. But thank God that wizardry or that witchcraft did not kill you. Your father may not even send you to school. I didn't have the luxury of having a father who maybe that really, really hugged me going up. I miss my father's hug. That's the, that's the truth. Because see, my parents were divorced when I was at an early stage of my life. But it's as I was growing up. The Lord told me, see, if there is no justification under heaven not to forgive your parents, you can't, there is no justification. 
Because, you see, when your parents are fighting, there, there are things they will never tell you. The real cause of the problem, they won't tell you. One brother told me the case of a lady not too far from us here. Said the lady, the children of that man, they all gathered against him because they said he was a drunkard. He doesn't take care of their mother. But there was one girl out of all of them. It, this thing happens in our area here. But I don't want to mention names. Alright? That one was wise. That girl, the, even the woman, the wife of the man does not cook for him. So that girl will cook for the father. So they used to call him Omodadi, 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 Omodadi. Even if your father is a drunkard, let me shock you. The religion of your father does not carry the, does not affect the authority and the power of his blessing over your life. Believe you, it has nothing to do whether he's a Christian or not. You are a born again, he's an idol worshiper, but it does not mean you should follow him and worship the idol, but you must still honor him. Do you understand that principle? God did not tie it to religion. There was not even Christianity when that commandment came up. It was Judaism. So this girl was the only one cooking for the father. Washing the clothes of the father. Some of you are there now. Your father is washing clothes and you are in the same house. Your father would be washing his own clothes. Washing his own car. And you are there. Oh. In this season, you have to be careful. These are things that we need to tell ourselves. So this daddy's girl, to call the long story short, because that's not the main point, but I don't know why I'm hammering on it. So this daddy's girl, today, as I'm talking to you, out of all the children of the man, daddy's girl is the only one in Germany, married, settled down with children. The rest of the girls have not married till today. The father does not have to cause them. See, your parent does not have to cause you. It is the Lord that you break that breaks you. So in the season of fasting and prayer, especially when you have been praying over some issues and they are not going, ask the Lord, Lord, is there any area I need to repent? Is there any area I need to make restitution? Lord, reveal it to me. That is why fasting and prayer is a very, very important season of your life. And as you pray with all sincerity of your heart, because it's a merciful God, if truly you inquire of him, he will answer you. I pray for you today that every area that is standing against your breakthrough, the Lord is revealing them to you. Every area you need repentance and restitution, the Lord will reveal them to you. Even in this season of fasting and prayer, the Lord will reveal them to you. In the name of Jesus. Finally for today, pray in tongues when you are fasting and prayer. This is the last point. Pray in tongues. First Corinthians chapter 4 verse 2. For he that speaketh in an unknown tongue, speaketh not unto men, but unto God. For no man understandeth him, albeit in the spirit, he speaketh mysteries. 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 Verse 14 says, For if I pray in tongue, my spirit is praying, but I understand, but I don't understand what I am saying. KJV says, my understanding is unfruitful. You know the word? There is, it's what I call mind fasting. You're, you are fasting your understanding. As you are there in that place, you, you separate yourself for what I call area refueling. 
You see, I watched a video the other day of US Air Force. There are some fighter pilots that when they take off, depending on the nature of their, that of, the, of their assignment, they don't have to land. What happens is the refueling tank goes and meets them everywhere they are. Anywhere they are, I mean, and we refuel them in the air. So they, instead of landing and taking off, so if the plane is even on the Atlantic Ocean, that is where the tank, the refueling tank, we go with other jets to go and refuel it. They continue your mission. So if he gets to another place in this month, they will have to leave and refuel it in the air. Area refueling. Do you know what the Bible calls speaking in tongues? He said, Go, go, go with me to 1 Corinthians chapter two, 2. Let me just show you some. 1 Corinthians chapter 2. Let me show you what speaking in tongues will do for you. Praying in the spirit. Now, I actually say I should have used the word praying in the spirit because there are two dimensions of praying in the spirit. One of them is tongues. Praying in tongues. The other one is not praying in tongues, but there's an, a, there are two ways you engage in praying in the spirit. But let's talk about speaking in tongues. Now, verse 6 of 1st Corinthians chapter 2. Look at it. But we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery and the hidden wisdom which God ordained before the world unto our glory. Now he calls it the hidden wisdom. Not the, not the known, he said the hidden wisdom. Which none of the princes of this world knew. For had they known it, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. So there is a wisdom that is not open even to the wisdom of, to the wisdom of the devil or to the prince of this world or to the powers of darkness. Then verse 3, verse 9 says, But as it is written, I have not seen, watch it now, nor hear heard, neither have entered into the heart of man the things which God had prepared for them that love him. So you see, there are things that your mind cannot naturally conceive. There are things that only God can, re can release into your spirits. Those are the kinds of things you conceive when you begin to pray in the spirit. You see, look at it again. Then verse 10 says, But God hath revealed them unto us by what? By his spirit. For the spirit searcheth all things, yea, the deep things of who? Of God. Verse 11. For what man knoweth, ha, 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 the things of a man, save the spirit of man, which is in him. Even so, the things of God knoweth no man but the spirit of God. Verse 12. Now we have received the spirit of the, we have not received the spirit of the, of the world, but the spirit which is of God, that we might know, aha, the things that we might know. Now, what is this knowing? He said, look at it. There is a knowledge that comes from your spirit. He said, no one knows the mind of a man except the spirit, not the mind. I agree with you that your mind is well trained. I agree with you that you are a very logical person. But let me say this to you. Beyond your good business plan, beyond your projections, beyond everything you have put together and concocted together, there is something that resides that is not known to your mind but only to your spirit. And God wants to draw it 
out, out of that your spirit and into your mind for execution. So how do you get that drawing out? Is by engaging in praying in the spirit. It's called spirit to spirit communication. As you stay there, your mind is unfruitful and you are you are just there praying in the Holy Ghost. All of a sudden, you see, you pray until you begin to prophesy. You see, there is a level you pray in tongues that your tongues begin to release prophecy to you. You see, the inarticulate word becomes articulated. How? Because you just find yourself saying things that you will not naturally have said. You will just find yourself making utterances that are beyond your comprehension. At that moment, you have connected with the mind of God. What is being released is not what you have known. It's not what your mind had conceived, but what the Holy Spirit is releasing to your spirits. Oh, somebody put your hands together for Jesus. Never joke with praying in tongues. Pray that during the season of fast, you have to separate yourself for that period. You are just there. Shut down your understanding. This is why I said start your day in the Word. Start your day in the Word of God. So as you soak in, then number two, separate yourself from every form of you know distraction, social media activities. Do you know if I, you know when you are fasting, really, really want to have that season of direction in your life? I will tell you, shut out human news from your life. You see, because why? As you are soaking in the word, all those other news as they come, you see, your they will begin to contend with other factors in your spirit. So you hear, ah, language, um, Tinobu now, is this one now, is that one now. So your mind becomes busy, your spirit becomes, so God cannot easily come through from your spirit to your mind. So you see, if you are fasting, it's not time to read news, it's time to read the word. It's not time to be busy on social media. It's time to be busy with God's media so that you can gain the necessary push. You can gain the necessary direction. Yeah, put your hand together. Your heavenly media, you turn to this frequency. I said, no, I'm staying out. I'm staying out. I'm staying out. I'm staying out. It's not time to stay in front of Bollywood or Hollywood or Gollywood. It is Bible wood you need at that moment. And that Bible wood will, will give you what your, all the Hollywood in this world will not give you. Instead of reading about news, when you state the word of God, it will make you the news in town. It will make you the latest news in town. It will make you the latest news in town. You have to sacrifice something to be with the Lord. You have to sacrifice. Listen to me. No matter how your mother loves you, no matter how I love you, the Lord said to Moses, don't let anyone come up with you onto this mountain. Exodus 34. Jesus, the Holy Spirit, drew, drew, drove him into the wilderness alone. In the garden of Gethsemane, he was with the twelve. He carried three. Then it got to a point with the three. He said, you stay here. And it went further. There's a place. It's just you and God.com. And that is the place. You're there. And you have to press in. Press in. Press in. Lord. Lord. Let something happen. And you are there praying in the spirit. Praying in tongues. Praying in tongues. I tell you, your young men shall see vision your young men shall see vision in the place of praying in the spirit you will receive vision I pray for you in this season of fasting and prayer the grace to pay the price for your breakthrough for waiting upon the Lord 
the grace to break through in the place of personal prayer. I see God releasing that grace upon you in the name of Jesus. Can you stand with me this morning and say, Lord, it is my season to experience you. Say, it is my season to experience God. Say, it is my season to experience God. Now, before we pray, before we pray, because I'm going to be leading you one special prayer point. Maybe you are joining online or you are here. You are not born again. You have not accepted Jesus into your life as your Lord and personal Savior. You don't have a relationship with Jesus. You can make it right. Jesus does not reject sinners. Say, come unto me all ye that labor and are heavy laden. And I will give you rest. Why not make it right with Jesus this morning? You can make it right with Jesus right now. So wherever you are, you want to give your life to Jesus. Or you want to just rededicate your life to Jesus. I just want you to place your right hand on your chest. I want to pray for you right now. God bless you. You join online, just go ahead and do that right now. You can make it right with him. God bless you. I see somebody's hand on your chest. God bless you. There is nothing to be ashamed of. Jesus loves you. Jesus does not condemn sinner. He shows love. He shows compassion for the ones that are called. So place your right hand on your chest and say this word after me. Say, dear Lord Jesus, I come to you this morning to call upon your name for the salvation of my soul. Jesus, son of the living God, I confess with my mouth that you are the son of God. I believe with all my heart that you died for my sins and you rose from the grave. Today, Lord Jesus, I open the door of my heart to you. Please come into my life and be my Lord and my personal Savior. Wash away all my sins with your precious blood. And please write my name in the book of life. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for saving my soul. I boldly declare I am born again because Jesus has saved my soul in Jesus' name. Father, I pray for this world. If you place your right hand on your chest, genuinely, I know some of you are out there online, but those of you who are here, I want to pray for you. My brother, I saw your hand. My sister at the back, I saw your hand. Just please come. I want to pray for you. Let me just spend the time to quickly. Just come, come. If you place your hand on your chest, just come. I want to pray for you. I give myself away. If you place your hand on your chest, come. Come on. I give myself away. Yes. So you stand, 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 stand. Can use me. I give myself away. Jesus is the one that lifts every burden. Oh, I give myself away so you can use me. Father God, I lift up these ones who have humbled themselves before you. The Bible says, come unto me, all you that labor and are heaven laden, and I will give you rest. You are a friend of sinners. You do not judge or condemn us, but you give us your love and salvation. Today, I stand with these ones thanking you for what you have done for them. Now, I pray that you have entered into your season of fruitfulness. In the name of Jesus, I pray for you that you'll be rooted and established in your faith in God. In the name of Jesus, Satan, I rebuke you. Take your hands off their lives in the name of Jesus. Thank you, dear Lord Jesus, for saving the souls of these ones. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Shout it louder. Amen. Amen. Now, before you go to your seat, I want you to look at me. You have made the best decision of your life. Yes. 
you have made the very best decision. I made this decision when I was 12 years old and I have never regretted this decision you have made. You can never regret it. We want to be your friend. We want to help you go to the next level. So we have a team of people. All right, wave your hands to me. All right, they are going to just take you outside to take your details. All right, because I, I and my team, you can be rest assured from tomorrow when we receive your card, we will be praying for you because you are the next in line for a testimony. All right, where our pastor's team, clip, can you clap for them? Just follow them. See, just yes, please follow them. Please lead them outside. God bless you. God bless you. Keep clapping for Jesus. Keep clapping. That's a victory. Now, those of you who pray that prayer online, I'm sure that our online team are engaging you right now. They, have, they should have posted a link online. Go ahead and fill that link. When we receive that link, we'll be contacting you. We want to be your friend. We want to follow you up. We want to, you know, there is a membership class that will help you get a Bible, help you grow up, help you become strong so that your online does not mean we cannot connect with you. Exercise faith today by just filling the forms that are now being displayed on your screen. The Lord bless you greatly in the name of Jesus. If you believe that they are there too, can you clap for online orders? Because there is no realm, there's no distance in the realm of the spirit. Hallelujah. Now everyone, can you lift your voice and just pray in the Holy Spirit. Pray in tongues right now everywhere. I just want to, before we close, just pray in tongues right now. Pray in tongues. I want you to break something in your spirit. I want to Break something in your spirit. Pray in tongues. Pray in the Holy Ghost. Give thanks in tongues. Give thanks in your understanding. in jesus name we pray amen in jesus name we pray amen i want you to pray this next prayer point with total zeal and fire in your bowels act chapter 12 i'll read verse 5 the bible says peter therefore was kept in prison but prayer was made without ceasing of the church unto God for him. Now jump to verse 10. When they were, now the angel of God had come to save Peter. And look at it and say, when they were past the first, now they passed the first gate, but there was no deliverance yet. And the Bible said, and they passed the second word. And yet, so the difference is that it was no longer in the cell, but it was still in the parameters of the prison. But there is something that happened. And the Bible says they came unto the iron gate that leaded unto the city, which opened themselves of his own accord. Now pause. They are past the first gate, past the second gate. But there was one more gate that they needed to pass. He could see the city, 
but he could not enter into it because there was an iron gate. There was iron that was separating him from his next level until that iron gate was lifted up. Every breakthrough he had experienced was still meaningless. That iron gate had to be opened for him to enter into the city. Your own city may be your own next breakthrough, may be your own promotion, may be the fruit of the womb, may be the career breakthrough. Your own city that you are looking for, you are looking at, may be the desire of your dream, may be the admission to higher institution, maybe you have even submitted every application, but yet nothing is happening. Then maybe you have for that appointment but you have you have passed all the interviews but you don't know why they are not calling you for that job yet that gate the bible said he had broken the gate of bars and called the bars of iron in sunder you are going to pray as you enter into this week and you are going to say every gate of iron standing between me and my next level standing between me and my breakthrough standing between me and my joy standing between me and my promotion in the name of Jesus be lifted up now be removed now be uprooted now in the name of Jesus somebody fire rise up right fire rise up right I want you to pray from the depth of your heart whatever is standing between you and your promotion whatever is standing between you and your breakthrough whatever is standing between you and your next level result declare right now in the name of Jesus let them be uprooted now. 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 In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Let them be uprooted. 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 Declare a release. Every loser. Every loser. Every loser. Every loser. In Jesus' name, now say with me in the name of Jesus. As I enter into this new week, I declare over my life, I declare over my destiny. Let there be a release into my next level. Let there be a release into my breakthrough. Let there be a release into my heart desire. Fire rise up, pray your somebody. Go ahead and fire rise up, open your mouth wide and release the word of God. As I step into this week, let there be a Jesus, now we pray. Some of you saw the testimony we posted on our timeline this week. That sister said the matter has been there for over one year. Nothing was changing. And she came to me, I think last month. And she, you know, she poured her heart out again. And you know, I, I, I knew it must have been the leading of the Holy Spirit. And I said to her, go and engage in three days fasting one more time. And she fasted and prayed. And do you know what? The situation deteriorated more after that fasting. I remember her crying. And I said, no, you cannot fast and pray and see negative results. God always answers every I said, no, he's working it out. But last week, now two weeks ago, all right, that which was bringing tears to her heart, God solved every 
thing totally. She said it was as though she was dreaming. It was as though it was dreaming. Now I prophesy to you too. Every stubborn situation, every long-standing issue, everything that you have been believing God for, but it's like it's not going to come to pass. As you wait upon the Lord this week, your testimony is happening. I declare over you, this is your week of testimony. This is your week of testimony. This is your week of testimony. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. The Bible says the Lord remembers Sarah. Uh, the Lord remembers Sarah and did unto her as he has spoken. Yes, I yes. now declare over you this week uh, in this season of fasting and prayer my God will remember you. My God will remember you and bring to pass every prayer you have placed before me. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Your season of weeping is over. Your season of weeping is over. Enter into your joy. Enter into your joy. Enter into your Breakthrough in the name of Jesus. Amen. This week, God will show forth for you. I said, God will show up for you. Amen. It's your week of release. Amen. You will not only see it, but you shall have it. Amen. You will not only dream of it, but you shall experience Amen. it. In the name of Jesus. Amen. So shall it be. Amen. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Just lift your hands and just say, Thank you, Lord. 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 Just thank you. Thank you, Lord thank you Jesus, from the depth of your heart. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, we are praying. Amen. Shout it, fire rise. Amen. Amen. You may place a seat and put your hands together for Jesus.